0: This is this the Professional is Patients Professional Podcast, Podcast with, Ruben with Ruben and Ollie. And Ollie. Second. We're here recording. We we're back. Hello, darling. We're back with a bang. Um, today, <laughs> we're here with uh, Ollie. You're right next to me. We're sharing the same mic because Hi, we're um. having some interesting issues today. Yeah. But we've got the wonderful Lewis from Transplants Take on Sports podcast today yeah a wonderful podcast and i'm not going to talk too much about it other than offer you know shower it with compliments I mean, It's banging, but we've got it is banging to be Top honest notch. but Chef's lewis is level. here with us yes and I, i'd rather you know yeah. lewis do his bit yeah
1: so we'll, we'll let him talk we'll let you we'll let you talk I, I was, <laughs> seeing I, as he's our you're guest going. yeah <laughs> <laughs> hello uh yeah good thank you how are you thank you for the the glowing report there
0: Oh, no worries, man. Thank you for uh, your sarcasm. That was hardly yeah, glowing. No, but thank you. you. No, we really, we really do love we really do love it. Because I think this is something that we mentioned before. Like when you think of people with health complications, you don't really think about sport or active having an active lifestyle straight away. So, you know, it's really nice. It's really refreshing. And like, you know, I've passed it around. I've passed on the pod, as it were. Oh. I've passed on the pod and people have been very impressed. So, Hopefully yeah, man, so. really good, really good. But before we get into all of that stuff, who are you, Lewis? Who are you? Uh, Tell us about yourself, mate.
1: I'm Lewis. I'm, I'm 22. This feels like I'm like I'm on a game show or something. Um, yeah. I'm 22. Uh, I've had a kidney transplant uh, nearly two years ago now. I was a sports podcast and I'm big into cricket.
0: He's oh, big in cricket, him wicked, him wicked. Him wicked, him wicked. He's a doing better than us, look at that. Yeah. That's
1: a better
2: intro than we've done over the last minute and a half. I was going
0: to say, <laughs> our intros tend to be 20 <laughs> minutes. And then, and then we have to call cuts. We realise, yeah, and then we re-record. <laughs> and then we're, you know, um, no, fair enough. So you were, you know, you're, you're 22 now. You had your transplant two years ago then. And I'm going to, you know, I know, but I'm going to do that whole kind of, uh, oh, was that your first transplant, Lewis? Yes, it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, I say lovely. Um, how did it feel no. at the time? Well, yeah, we're, we're secretly <laughs> just like, oh, that must be nice. Only a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit. But no, how was, um? You tell us a little bit about yourself growing up and stuff in terms of what, well, not so much everything if you don't want to, but more what led to you having kind of kidney failure and then, you know, into your situation where you had to have a transplant.
1: Well, I didn't really know anything about it growing up. I went through school with no real problems. I only actually found out I had anything wrong when I was 19 and at university. But my mum had noticed, and my dad noticed, I'd already noticed a bit as well, that going through school, I had colds and little bugs picked up all the time, constantly yeah. had a cough, constantly bunged up. Basically, just this, this snotty kid running around everywhere.
2: We know it well, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I was diagnosed with very mild asthma when I was about 13. Which maybe could have been the start of the uh, the kidney problems. I, I've got Ig well, I had IgA nephropathy. Which, doing okay. some more research on it, is um, is caused by an overactive immune system in response to a respiratory infection. So I've got a feeling that the asthma diagnosis could have been the start of it.
0: Yeah, because it's all linked in with your immune system. So that might have put pressure on other parts of your body, maybe.
1: Yeah, and not finding out about it until well way after that. I'm going through sixth form, just feeling tired and, again, bit snotty, bit coffee. Yeah. And then uh, off I go to uni. Uh, as I've said, I've written it down before. People tell you, oh, it's going to be the best, best three years of your life. You'll have loads of fun. It's going to be, you've got freedom. You're away from home. Yeah. And for about six months at the start, I had cramp in one or both calves nearly every night. To wow. the point where I'd be sticking my leg up in the air and just going, ah, 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 and <laughs> making weird noises. As the people in the room next door think, well, what are you up to? I say cramp.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one. I'm sure people were disappearing in and out of your door at the early hours of the night and you're just saying, yeah, no, mate, it's just cramp. Oh, it's just, cramp. It's it's just cramp. cramp. Well, actually, it's <laughs> in genuine pain. Yeah. Um, no, that's, and yeah, it's true. It's interesting that you say with the whole, you know, like uni's meant to be the best three years of your life. You find this independence, you're going out and you're finally in control of your like your social life fully like you know like rather than oh i've got to not upset mum or dad by coming back at a certain time or whatever but like um what were you what were you studying at the time i was studying physiotherapy okay um, oh, which helped with the cramps that would help with the cramps you'd think
1: you'd, yeah i mean it was it's a good job i did study that otherwise i'm not sure it would have been found as early yeah being physio oh, of course. Course. you're always you're always half dressed in your practical lessons and you, you Socks are off. And yeah. one of my lecturers, this was probably what led me to go into the doctors because I was originally I had blood tests and physio on, uh, sorry, physio on the cramps to try and relieve that. I was doing those ankle exercises. I've always had dodgy ankles. Hmm. Um, and then I went to see this, this a musculoskeletal specialist team because I had really tight calves, really tight oh, yeah. Achilles getting cramp every night. To the point where sometimes i get out of bed or oh, the cramps hit i better just sit on the floor for a bit let that go
0: oh wow so you'd have to oh, like almost plan your day in such a way where you you're gonna have to you know you've, you've got to start you've got to be somewhere at nine o'clock you're waking up a little bit earlier to make sure that you go through that unfortunately oh,
1: so know, then that, that, get ready to yeah most of the time it was in the night in the morning it just be a quick foot in the air try and like you see the footballers doing they're pushing each other's foot
0: and yeah I try and yeah get my
1: other foot on top of it and push it back towards me again, release the cramp. But um, the plan from the specialist was to, well, it was, it was, uh, just floated really was to slash the tendons and the muscles in my lower leg to relieve the pressure yeah. and hopefully get my ankles to move again. Cause that was one of the main, that was what we thought was going to be the problem. But then my lecturer noticed that I had what's called pitting edema in my lower legs around my ankles where basically swelling loads of water but if you push your finger into it, it makes an indentation that doesn't then rise back up straight away. So I had craters in my legs. Oh, which from that the medical point of view, that's not right. Yeah. Off. I go to the doctors again. Let's have some blood tests. See what that is. I think I'd just done an open day at the uni and I went to the doctors and they said, we've we had any blood tests back, um, actually this was a second blood test. The first ones had gone solid on the way to the lab and they couldn't get any result proper results from them. Repeat blood tests you've got unexpectedly low kidney function you need to go to a&e now wow so it
0: just went from yeah like leg pain to wow okay this is affecting other areas of my body now
1: yeah it is scary yeah. especially when you're 2 hours away from home and you don't Yeah, really no, know what's exactly because
0: you've gone through this you know without having that kind of immediate family support so to speak you know but we come as your story progresses we come to realize that your family are very supportive which are uh, no uh, you know no giveaways no spoilers but yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, a bit of a strange question to ask, but how did that make you feel, man?
1: Uh, all of, sorts yeah. of different things. It's <laughs> emotional to start with. Probably, as with a lot of people, you're probably in a bit of denial about it to start with. Yeah. Um, but going to the hospital, Dr. Google's not your best friend. If no, you just Google your them. symptoms, yeah. you've got everything. Yeah. Um, I You'll was hoping it was water right infection. Now. <laughs> yeah
0: that's the thing we dr
2: google <laughs> i sneezed dr google was like "Yep, yeah, you now you're dead mate you got a <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's not the one it's no. not the one to just like but it's so easy especially when you you're kind of you know we've got in some ways we've got like we're privileged to have constant health checkups i guess oh, in, yeah, in some definitely. way in so if something way, goes yeah. wrong in yeah, in, yeah. we we get kind of good um hmm. medical response whereas if you're someone who is inverted commas normal then you suddenly or new to it or new to it is it probably a better way to you. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> then, you know, it's all, um, yeah, it, you're naturally, you're going to go onto Google. Or you're going to ask around and see, you know, what's going on. Why am I in this kind of pain situation? So then you, so then you had your, you know, they diagnosed you right with kind of, um, uh, kidney problems, essentially. How did you arrive from there to obviously getting your transplant? Were you on dialysis or anything like that?
1: No, I thankfully avoided dialysis. Um, the di- When I got diagnosed, I actually waited about three weeks after I had a biopsy. They let me go through my university cricket pre-season training with these swollen legs. Oh, wow. And I had a biopsy after that when the blood pressure had got low enough. But my function when I was in A&E, was, I think it was my EGFR was 38, roughly 38%. And it dropped to 25 on the biopsy.
2: Right. So it was quite
1: yeah. quick from there. And at that point, again, you don't really know what's going on. Mm. And he just told... Oh well, people could stabilize on this with medication to control your blood pressure and eating healthily, reducing your salt intake, just making smart choices. Yeah. Like, one point I can remember is when, they obviously they send you all your hospital letters, copies of them all, and it went from kidney damage to kidney disease. And mm. Psychologically, that was a bit of a, that was a, a point of, all right, this is more serious than I thought. Yeah. This isn't just damage that's going to stay where it is. This might go further.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, It must have been quite hard hitting. I've always had so you know, we've like Ollie and I, we've got friends who've kind of been born with renal failure. And then we've had friends who've kind of picked it up. And we've always had that chat about, you know, not to it's not the right way to look at it. But you know, which one's better or worse? Because is it better to have had that freedom and having a normal life, so to speak? Or is it easier for people like us, like me and you, mate? Oh, he's who are alive for us because we we don't know another life right yeah, no, we've so. always been in and out of hospitals and things and that's why I it's really interesting to hear that but you mentioned like healthy eating and stuff so this is something that you Obviously, it's something that you've already incorporated into your lifestyle, even before this, because, you know, you're slim trim.
2: He looks like a snack. Look, he's, he's a he snack. He probably doesn't have <laughs> many but
0: He doesn't have any. Oh, he's mate. the opposite
2: of us. He eats better than us. You might need to reload that, because that was wonderful no, I know. and witty. I know. It's almost like, what? He looks, he like, looks a, like a snack. but He, he probably he... doesn't have many snacks. Oh, gorgeous.
0: What a man. Um, Ollie has entered the in... podcast.
2: How it kicks down door. Sorry I'm
0: late. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's true, though. No, because I think... Um, <laughs> psychologically, no. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to be a bit honest here. Psychologically, when you're told you're not allowed to do certain things, hmm. you, you just want to be like, okay, it well, I, it sucks. Yeah. So I think for me, I I don't have like a binge on chocolate or a binge on sweets. Maybe I do have a binge on sweets. I do have quite a sweet tooth. But like, you know, if I'm told I'm not allowed to do something, there'll be a point where I'll get to a stage where yeah, you know what, for a couple of weeks or a month, I'll give that a miss. And then suddenly I'm like, you know what, you, you're not the boss of me now, to quote the Malcolm in the Middle theme tune. And <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to eat mowams on top of Haribo's triple on top of waffles. Fudge cake. On... Do you know what I mean? I you drink... love your
2: Oh my God. Put a triple chocolate fudge cake in front of me and, well, yeah. It will
0: be like Mike Tyson. I'll put myself in a got... coma. <laughs> and that's a reference to a previous podcast. <laughs> and you'll we'll find God, with Ollie so on Transplant snackable. Take on pods. But it's very, yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there was a point yeah. to what healthy I was eat- saying in some Sorry. way, so yeah. healthy eating. No, not at all. Um, healthy eating. And so as someone who's obviously, you know, you, you you're doing, um, you're trying to do your know, physio stuff there in terms of, um, you know, all of that, did you, so that's quite mentally, uh, physically exhausting as well. How did you find that? Like, was there a stage where, because obviously you, you know you you had to drop out, unfortunately? Was there a stage where you thought, you know what, I'm going to have to just ride this out and maybe go back and complete the final year? What was your situation in the educational side of things, if you don't mind us asking?
1: It was hard, especially when your kidney function is dropping very quickly. Mm. As for context, I was I became ill or knowingly ill at 19, and I had my transplant at 20. So diagnosed May 2018, transplant July 2019. Nah. And it was quick from That's there. very yeah, you're very lucky in that sense. It's very, but, very quick. Yeah. And then when you're told, you might, sort of, 10 years to a transplant, you're psychologically build, trying to build up for it as much as it's a blow. Hmm. But then the university side, the illness does have effects. Your kidney function's low in the 20s to what? From 20, mid-20s down to 10s, 10, right. 9, mm. 8 at university. And you're just getting more and more tired struggling to focus the concentration levels drop. Yeah. I had a few memory problems, especially remembering how to do assessments and in what order, and then the findings from those assessments I had to take in crib sheets to help me that just added to more time taken on it. So it, 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 it's difficult to study because the phrase I keep using is <coughs> I was there, but I wasn't really there. I get Completely. That. You know we completely yeah.
0: yeah. We hear that. Yeah. We hear that a hundred percent. Um, because it is very much you're existing and you're not living
1: yeah it is very
0: much you just things are going around
2: i like the difference in how we explain it like yours was really deep there with me i'm more like i didn't mean to sound deep you're hungover severely hungover you're exhausted you're sitting there your body's there but really you're thinking i could really be in bed right now i'm knackered cream crackered but yeah no i know in short we know how you feel yeah no
0: definitely (laughs) And i think it's it's frustrating how supportive were uni at that time when you you know like when you were going through all of these because you mentioned obviously getting together all the medical certificates and all this stuff Mm. and there is a huge like psychological impact whether i mean i think um we all play it down anyone i think with health complications or like you know we we the people that we tend to kind of talk to and Mm. stuff they tend to play it down a lot because it's just like well you know life moves on life goes on kind of thing right um, how were your uni- university in terms of supporting you through that process of essentially dropping out for a bit? And you know,
1: I couldn't have asked for anything better. All, even through when I was there for the first two years, just understanding the condition, I, I made sure I read up on it and knew what I was, well, not detailed to doctor level, but I knew roughly what the effects were and yeah. what this might mean, the prognosis, where it's going to go. They understood my maybe limitations possibly the right word how I may be affected study wise and in terms of the time off they just said health's number one you can pick up your studying at any point that's you at the university you can come back whenever and because of why you've taken time out you've always got a valid reason to go back in 100
0: that's I'm completely with you because I had to you know I started one course and I had to drop out and to be honest the first time I dropped out of one course was because I just wasn't psychologically, like, I just didn't want to be there. And this wasn't due to health. This was more due to all the positive things from that first, you know, point of study was because I made really good friends there and there was no educational aspect. It didn't motivate me. I wasn't stimulated by the course content. Whereas when I went on to do like different things, I actually, you know, you, you want to wake up in the mornings and you want to go and study. And that's why I think with us, like we, like, I think a lot of kind of people with, who work within the, who have health complications, they, it's literally just like, I'm going to study what I want to study. Because, you know, that's just another, I think, an important point to make. But Yeah, or you do something outside of studying, which you love. Which you love, yeah. Which is like...
2: Eh? Which is like... I thought you are going to have to help me out with Go the on, uh, going on here. You could say it's a magical feeling.
0: You could say... I mean... What a drop. Oh. What a drop. <laughs> Why... Oli, let me just ask you, just you know, just why oh, did you choose those words in particular? Me and Lewis have gone the same colour. <laughs> I wish I could. That's I wish work. I could, but my, my skin won't allow me to do so. Um, um, and if it did, I think it'd be quite. I wouldn't be feeling too yeah. well as well. But why uh, did yeah, you, speci- no, Oli? Why did you
2: specifically choose the words "magical feeling"? So, are you implying it? You're going through uni. You're feeling it rough as hell. Let's be honest. <laughs> like even then, that's an understatement. It's quite hard to describe how horrific you feel. In renal failure but you know rough as hell just about us it's like you have that there's a chocolate fudge cake right we and keep Mike's, bringing up this yeah, chocolate fudge there's a the triple chocolate are you hungry cake.
0: mate should we do you want to pause and always, always go and hungry get-
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> always hungry <laughs> and mike tyson's just battered that chocolate fudge cake right in his prime even now you're that chocolate fudge cake <laughs> yeah feel rough basically anyway where was i going on this um We're talking yeah. about a magical feeling, yeah, feeling rough you're going through and then, is there anything that keeps you sane on the side? Could it be magical? Basically, mate, what tell do? us about your magic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Basically, what do you do outside of... So we've, we've had that kind of uh, the the interesting health side of things. Tell us about what you do outside of, um, you know... If you're happy being to. Being unwell, shall yes. we say.
2: Because that's a job in itself, to be
0: honest. It, you, you would almost say you're a professional patient, wouldn't you? Yeah. Welcome almost... to the club. We'll be your guide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> New sign-in.
0: You yeah. new in that's it. Where would you play?
1: Ooh, uh, ward 9. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I like that. Quick on his feet. Oh, I don't like them Ward 9 boys. <laughs> War nine. <laughs> but yeah, go on, mate. Tell us yeah, about yeah. your experience and your career, dare I say, in magic.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, side hustle. Is that the right right oh. phrase? Doing that on yeah, the uni-
2: side of uni. Magical side that's hustle. That's like some the Lord of the Rings thing going on there. <laughs> I like that. Oh, of... voice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your magical side hustle. Because apparently, people from Lord did, of the rings I talk like d- that. I did like not
0: that. know your voice could go that high. Honestly,
2: honestly, neither did I. <laughs> <I'm... laughs> you literally
0: sit right next to me, and I was like, I have
2: not experienced. Uh, if I reach high. that pitch again, I'm not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, my my lower regions feel like your calves and renal failure, mate. I'm in pain. <laughs> but anyway, <let's>, tight, tight. <laughs> whilst I uh, sort myself out, tell us about your magical tricks. You
1: <laughs> know, I mean, I've, I've it's all, I've always been surrounded by it, um, and it's it's something I've enjoyed watching, being involved with but it was the performance side for me. So going through school, I was always interested in drama performing in the school plays at primary school. Yeah. I did two drama based GCSEs at secondary school. And then when I got past 16, it was a thought of, I like to keep performing, but I also want to study this degree that I'm going to do. Of course. Yeah. And I'd learnt my first trick when I was about nine. I might as well address the elephant in the room. Uh, People may have noticed the name at the start. Uh-huh. Um, my dad's a pro. My granddad uh, was a pro. Um, people may have may have heard the name. I don't like going, so I am. But we're, uh, we're
0: eking it out of you. Sorry, yeah. because you're so humble, and um, you know, in generally, just generally as a person, but. I'm. I'm not. I'm waiting. Yeah, I was going to say I'm we're going to ask you. To, you so, so,
1: who is you, who is so your you granddad? S-
0: Lewis Daniels. Who is your magician related? At granddad, Lewis mate, Daniels.
1: My granddad is Paul Daniels. Mate, stop oh. going on about it. Honestly, <laughs> any
0: chance you get, always All brings it up.
1: It's constant. It's constant. It's,
0: Sorry, it's mate. Constant. I'm just glad you. I'm so glad he's laughing because it because it <laughs> might have come across really rude. Anyone listening in? But yeah, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't sort of I don't blurt it out because it's. I'm um, me at the end of the of day. Of course. No, um, we,
0: we get that. We get that 100%.
1: I've got my own thing, but without that, without the influence, probably I, I wouldn't be involved in magic like I am. Yeah. But it was, his his side and my dad's side was always performance-based rather than my granddad did more intricate movements with the cards and various bits of equipment. Mm. But again, that performance side, my dad always says, it ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. So I started performing at 18, close-up magic. Um, just simple stuff that you can dress up well and no. have a bit of story and chat around it. My dad does comedy and magic. I don't want to say I'm a comedy magician, but it is more chatting. You're going more for like
0: entertaining, not just through your trick, but yeah. we're, we're buying into you, essentially. Yeah. Which means we, You don't have to than... sell us anything, mate. We've bought into you. Don't worry about that. All-rounder. An all-rounder, exactly. But yeah, no, I think if, because I'm like, I'm nuts about magic. I love magic. Um, When I, at the beginning of lockdown, I tried to uh, teach myself based on YouTube, like little tricks and things I was saying to you guys earlier on. Hmm. Um, I, I could not do it. And I think I think the major part of that is because we've been on this a medication called tacrolimus also, for such yeah, a long there's time. There's
2: only so much we can blame on tac. Also, so, we're just crap.
0: There it's, is that as well. Been,
2: like we can barely hold a drink properly. Take yeah. away the tac and we'd just be a mess anyway. This is it. That's why I need triple chocolate fudge cake in front of me. It keeps me keeps me level. It keeps me. Sane. We need to
0: find a triple chocolate fudge cake oh. sponsor because I feel like we've mentioned them way too much and we're not getting paid to do so. <laughs> but, so, so but I can only get so excited. <laughs> So, um, Ollie's just in the corner, um, <laughs> just thinking about chocolate pudge oh, cakes.
1: Yeah, do you,
0: do you have a favorite trick? Um, or have you told us, I'd... you know what? No, I'm going to start with a negative. Sorry, mate. Tell us a trick a that's story, gone badly. Tell us a trick. story. A story where yeah. your trick's gone badly.
1: I think ideally you don't want it to go wrong. And you get to the point where it shouldn't go wrong. But Sometimes things can go wrong. There's a program on channel five when magic goes horribly wrong which I don't feature in. Um... No, we, we, yeah, just for the record.
0: Just for the record. <laughs>
1: yeah, but
0: we don't want to besmirch... Start of When Magic Goes yeah. Wrong. We don't want to besmirch, like, yeah, no, good old good old granddad's name as well. Because <laughs> then it ends up in Daily Mail and all sorts. It's like, did you know that... Oh, what? And his kidneys don't work. What a failure. But, um, yeah. A yeah, couple of
1: stories on that. Um, Please. Head one of this. them was... So, I do a trick without giving too much away. I do a trick with a box as a prediction in, a pack of cards, and a key. And I do close up magic, you're going around the tables at events, whether that be a wedding, a party, some sort of corporate function. And you're doing similar tricks to each table. You've got maybe a, an arsenal of six, seven that you're going to do for the night. Um, I was doing this trick with a key and a box. And I went to do it on one table. I'd just done it on another table beforehand. I get all the way to the end of the trick ready for the payoff. And the key's not in my pocket, which oh, you can then nice. you can play it off going and look for it. And you can turn it into something funny and just come back later on and go, oh, here it is. Can you keep the box and play that off? Yeah, but the best the best one for me in that is not a trick going wrong, but I do a trick. There's a lot of messing about to start with. Just set the scene again without giving too much of it away and where someone's got some money out. I don't condone gambling, but someone's got some money out. And I say uh, we've messed about the coins and things to start with. I've got a pack of cards. They pick one out, and I say, "If I can cut the deck to your card, I keep your twenty pounds. Um, if I don't, I'll empty my wallet." So you can see where it, you can see where it's going. Yeah, I yeah. cut the cards. Go, the nine of clubs. Is that your card? And the person who handed the money over goes, "No." <laughs> I, can t- I can tell you where this was without giving it away. What the event was, just for, for context. Have you seen Phoenix Knights? Yes. Mate, at, love it 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 it. Phoenix club.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which, which, st- if anyone's seen it, it's still, it's still like dressed up the same inside. I oh, did not know right. that. Wow. Nostalgia.
0: No way. Uh, we-, what, we need to go. 100%. We need to go. Even if it's just for a beer. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Out of a vase. <laughs> and we'll just invite Lewis and he'll just do yeah. magic for, the, for us for the whole evening. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> but it was, it was yeah. there and I got, uh, is that your card? No. And there was a woman sort of. She'd stood up already next to me. She'd come back to the table late with some drinks and she patted me on the shoulder a couple of times I went, I think you need more practice, son. I'll be off. See you later. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, just, just wait for it. It's coming. Just I wait for at, the actual trick. That's an right. my wallet. But he, yes, it's good it to remember. Oh, oh, man.
0: That's, yeah. Because I think I'm, I'm sure, like with anything, like with stand up, like with performing generally, you're always going to have hecklers who are just, you know, so and so's basically. But I think, like you said, with the entertainer side, it always makes sense to just. I think it it must help with t- uh, thinking in your feet, basically.
1: Yeah, definitely. Which
0: is like, you know, with that and talking to thinking in your feet. Oh, is he doing? it? Is it going to be smooth? I don't know if I'm going to be smooth. Oh, god! But thinking on your feet, thinking about your feet, thinking about the way your feet move. When you're playing sports,
2: oh, come on! I gave you a perfect one earlier by saying an all-rounder.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was trying Even to bring Lewis in cricket. I was trying to bring in cricket, and yeah. that was Wait, such a so, sorry. Okay. You know what? Cut that bit yeah. out.
2: No, no, I'm. we will going back. Him. Ollie, go on. So, um, you're an all-rounder in entertainment. Are you an all-rounder in cricket? Oh, he's done it. He's done he it pulled out of the bag. <laughs> Ruben's left. He's the room. done a Lewis Daniels magic trick in the Phoenix Club. He's almost done it. Pat myself on the back. I'll get a bit more practice. But anyway. <laughs> Pat myself
0: yeah, on the face. Yeah, yeah, just keep... <laughs> oh, mate. Expert, <laughs> expert transition. Sorry, go for it. Um, what were you saying? Cricket? I think you should repeat what you said. Oh, yeah, all-rounder cricket. about cricket, all the
2: yeah. cricket, mate. We're all over the gaff. Um,
0: so we're, just, we're just so excited
2: to um, see you. To have someone that can put up with us. I'm yeah, oh, no, excited to be honest. No, sorry, for no. What were we saying? Something cricket. about feet, apparently, with rooms. Ignore that, <laughs> whatever that.
0: Thing it clearly didn't about. work. Well, the like, leg before wicket is actually part of your feet, which actually, though, no. um, sorry, I didn't realise. Back in biology, <laughs> no, <laughs> bones
1: connected w- w- to yeah. the leg bone. Leg bones. Leg bones. <laughs> we've got Lewis singing on the podcast. We've
0: done it. We've done it. Yes, the crowd goes wild. Um, we're so that we've got our uh, trailer sorted for the episode <laughs> today. We're, we're introducing Lewis, the leg bone. The leg bone. I'm I'm sorry, says. sorry. No, please don't. Like, I'm going to bring it back to track. As um, sorry, guys. So for, for those of you who are still with us, um, that sounded really dramatic. Yeah, I didn't mean those to sound for those of you who are no, no longer yeah, with us. I, I
2: didn't realise we were announcing a public death. This isn't a unity. <laughs> this is biology.
0: <laughs> right. I'm really. I'm really I'm lagging go, I'm, today. I'm going
2: to have to skip the triple fudge cake and go straight for a whiskey at this point, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, gone. So um, cricket. Tell us about your yeah. interest in cricket, mate, and not just your interest, but your, you know, the, the clubs you're part to, of. To,
2: yes, yes. Sorry,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> what's It's going on. I don't know.
2: Is it a breakdown? Is <laughs> a break up? A, is it a breakdown <laughs> a break or up. a break up? Find out in the next episode when it's just Ollie. <laughs> it's just Ollie on his own podcast. Um, the professional po- <laughs> patient. <laughs> why
0: did you just say but per-
2: oh gosh um, anyway yeah sorry right Lewis is going to start talking because otherwise we're going to mess this up entirely cricket pal tell us about it how does it influence you how do you play I have no idea you throw something at a wicket take it from there
1: I, mean, I, t- I started playing when I was probably just the first year of secondary school so I'd have been I'd just turned 12 I joined my local club it wasn't anything special hmm. just played at school we wanted to Get better. Got a few injuries. A um, few finger injuries, thumb injuries. Um, I loved it. I wasn't the best. I, Sorry, just holding. Improve.
0: Um, improved. Making a very bad joke. Sorry, carry on, Lewis. <laughs> I'm being very rude here. So you had some finger injuries?
1: Oh Yeah, just through the ball and a few dislocated fingers. Actually, through handball at school, mainly. Um, and then, yeah, improved at cricket through getting into the senior teams at my local club. And I... I just loved it—the feeling of it, all the team, hmm. the team aspect. It's a very social sport because you spend yeah. all the day sat together. Uh, more of a bowler, and yeah, just been playing ever since then. It became my main sport. Uh, it cool. Overtook football as uh, as people started to get more physical and a bit taller. Yeah, I wasn't particularly a physical footballer. Cricket became my main sport, and yeah, I love it. Uh, play on a Saturday, Sunday coach during the week for the juniors um and recently joined the well, wales transplant cricket team which is was one of my main goals before transplant being so into cricket and enjoying playing so looking forward to hopefully playing for them this summer oh good man well done yeah that's wicked yeah
0: it's interesting like you mentioned about because obviously with football like yeah i, I completely relate because you kind of either keep up with people when they're getting larger and they're getting faster and whatever and when you've I mean, I know it's more recent for yourself, but having a transplant and kidney, you need to protect areas which can't be barged. Which you, yeah. you simply can't be two-footed in your stomach like other people might be able to just get winded and get up again. It's You don't want to lose a kidney. And also, I think, but the thing with football is you can just stick jumpers for goalposts. You know, With cricket, you, you need lots of people, I guess. And yeah, I, I love cricket though. I think it definitely is a more sociable sport. And, definitely. But I hate fielding, mate. Because you're just standing, like I find it quite boring. Oh,
1: I, love I think it. You, yeah? to to last, I think they always say you've got fielding is something you've got to you've got to sort of make yourself enjoy it. Because the thing you do, everyone does it, and it's the thing you're doing for the longest amount of time. However many overs you are playing in the game? I, I play 45 overs, and you're in there for a, a few hours fielding. But I suppose, you especially, you can just talk. I don't shout a lot on the pitch, but you can. Talk all sorts of rubbish and just yeah, keep it's you, head. It's not kind of like, about
0: keeping motivated, isn't it? So it's not my area, not my game. Your <laughs> yeah,
2: practice magic tricks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pull out a couple of coins and do that yeah, thing a bit from. Of
2: of hand. Yeah. Right. Enemy team. Enemy team is not the right <laughs> word to use there. Enemy team. Um, I
1: actually team got magic again. based sledging once. I was batting and someone on the other team said, I don't know if they, it was near where I live anyway. I'd recently yeah. done a show in Lincoln and someone said, oh, let's see if he's got the magic shot to get out of this. I thought, should I take that as a compliment? Or yeah, 100%. yeah,
0: definitely. The ball disappears.
1: Yeah.
0: And you just pull it it disappears behind his ear. Here you go. <laughs> it's actually, if you want to look in your box, you'll find Pick a card, any cards, and he just pulls out a cricket ball. <laughs> we did warn you, Lewis, we did warn you that this is gonna be a very magic heavy podcast. I'm surprised we got through twenty or so minutes without talking it. about magic. Odd question.
2: Uh, actually, it's not that. Okay. It? Did, so, uh, when you when you when you had your transplant, uh, or like, so you were like waiting on the transplant for a year. Um, when you had your transplant, has that affected you playing? Cr- take the pandemic out of this question because I know obviously that's messed up everyone playing cricket and my sports and room sports. Mm. It's all over the place. But um, transplant specifically has that affected you playing cricket? Have you have you found that you're you need to change where you play? That, uh, how, how does it work? Do you have to be more careful or? Um, Great yeah. question, not an odd question at all. Great question. No, I know, but I wanted to be humble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I've, I've had to adapt a bit. I still play um, as I would, I suppose. Mm. Um, but I've had to adapt padding wise, equipment wise, to cover the transplanted kidney, which of course is in your lower abdomen on the front and mm. quite open. So I wear a chest guard over my kidney to bat in. Right. And I've developed basically evasive action for a shot. If it's coming at that sort of height, I didn't plan to do it. It just naturally happens. I end up standing on my front leg and twisting my body away to play a shot so that if I am going to get hit, this is what I picked up from talking to other people who play cricket with a transplant. Yeah. If I am going to get hit, I'd rather get hit on the back. Of course. Than the front. And then fielding, I just wear um, a smaller, lighter pad that's more flexible to field and bowling. And that's just mainly for confidence. I've never been hit in the abdomen in 10 years, and hopefully it stays that way. I'm touching my wooden table now. Yeah, yeah so uh, so but it's just there for confidence, really. Good man.
2: Well, if you know, if it's a confidence thing and it makes you feel more comfortable when you're playing, what's the issue? Do you mm. look proper ripped standing there with all that extra padding? Well,
1: Literally oh my god, not I'm it's I'm Henry batting. Cavill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the magician level of it.
1: I tried to go as discreet as possible. I had, um, I used a boxing pad at first to bat, yeah, it just looked a bit like a so, a bit like sumo wrestling with a nappy on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's a, a tubby yeah. type situation going on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You've got that little box in them. Because I did something similar with in school. His hmm. mum, bless her, she like um, stitched two shin pads together to like a uh, waistband shin pad, as uh, Lewis mentioned before. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so it's something similar to that, basically. Because we find makeshift ways. Like Ollie, you had your um, what was your method of oh, when my, you're playing sports? How I'm, did you? Uh,
2: I used to do, like boxing and, and, and boxing stuff like that um how did you find like how so did you
0: protect your uh, my, front basically?
2: my dad got a pair of cycling shorts and to this day the tightest things i've ever worn maybe that's why I, I reached the pitch earlier maybe. um
0: are you wearing them you're wearing them now i'm not actually,
2: i'm not wearing anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's all free flowing my man um, it's very cold in yeah. this room um no, it's not. It's just, I'm just small.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to
2: help you out there. Sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, I, I wore these like cycling shorts, and then he stitched in, um, yeah, cycling shorts. That's <laughs> supposed to be my bum. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay, right.
2: Cycling shorts.
0: Yeah, cycling shorts. Then, if we're being <laughs> carry on, I just realised none um, of these hand signals will pick up on an audio no, podcast. Absolutely not. So, um, the, but, it's like a referee get, uh, like ball. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just it's like, a ball. It's like two balloons, like, two balls. Yeah, exactly. Large balls. Um, Cycling shorts. Oh,
2: thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then he'd get like a bit of fiberglass, basically, and then cover that and shoved it where the kidney is. Um, and I found this weird thing where if I did take a hit to the kidney, because it was fiberglass, that stuff's hard. Mm. I'd come up on top.
0: You're hitting that.
2: It's it's a lot harder than my actual abs, which I've never had in my life. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I think no, no, definitely,
2: definitely, because it was like solid. But um, nowadays there's so many better ways of like like, of just doing it.
0: Like, I mean, the shin pads could probably work. The shin pads worked for me, but it was just very uncomfortable. Yeah, that
2: was the thing. Because I was playing
0: rugby, I needed it. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, that's a
0: bit different. (laughs) Otherwise, if I'm playing footy, to be honest. It is a lot of, it's funny, actually, Lewis, I think it's a lot of evasive action. So you just learn to play to your strengths and Yay. you try and shift your body in a certain way, a which is unnatural though, because if you're kind of like yeah. predominantly left footed or predominantly right footed, but now I've got the wonderful thing of having two extra kidneys yeah. on my left and my right side.
2: What one's working with you? Left side?
0: Both of them. Were, well, the left one's the most the, recent one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I need to have like it is gonna. I am gonna be a sumo wrestler. So, so basically, if you
2: were to Got a massive walk, nappy. let's say you pick up boxing or cricket, yeah,
0: yeah, you're just hundred percent. Like, why is Rubes just
2: walking to me sideways with his right side first? What's he doing? This weird. Yeah, it's why is Ollie over there with a triple chocolate fudge cake? The sixth of the day. What's he doing? Meanwhile, there's Lewis, just like who are they? <laughs> like we're trying to field here, and there's just me and Rubes, just like help, <laughs> help. But yeah, I think I
0: think uh, that. Where did that
2: go? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Same so thing about this entire episode so far. I like think so. Lewis has kept us stable. Mate, Lewis is,
0: yeah, as a. <laughs> Lewis is our dialysis. Mate, you are <laughs> you are stabilizing our kidney function. 100%. In this and way. Just us, and our mental function
2: as well. It's a magic trick, you could say.
0: But talking to podcasts. Yeah. And oh, all Lewis. of that stuff. Oh. Talking of a podcast and all of that stuff. Lewis, what inspired you to start your own podcast, which is wonderful, may I add? It's so much more organized than us. Thank yeah. you.
1: Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's... Firstly, it was my motivation leading up to our transplant. In, obviously, not my main motivation. My main motivation was to get healthy again and hmm. live a more normal life. But I found out about the sporting opportunities that were available. Transplant games, whether that be British, world, European... Cricket team, obviously, my main thing. Transplant football team, the World Cup, all that, everything there going on, which I, I found out about cricket first through somebody who I play cricket with in my club who plays for um, a disability team, and they played against them. That was my right. first Small knowledge off. of that team. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make or raise more awareness of organ donation itself and the sporting opportunities afterwards mm. to... Make people who are in the position that we were all in um, know that there's, there's things to look forward to, there's people to talk to, the support, then just try and learn from other people who've been through it and pick yeah. up. Even if it's just, I, I mean, we recorded with you yesterday, Ruben, I'm sure it'll be out, but it should be out um, <laughs> when this comes out. If not, it will be out very soon. Yeah, and we were both saying that. If, I wouldn't if, rely
0: on us, mate. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you carry on, you yeah. carry on. No, no, no. I think, um, yeah, sorry, you were saying.
1: If the podcast help, if it helps one person, as you said. Um, yeah,
0: we were saying, yeah. Then it's work, it's doing its job. You know like, you know what it is, I think, because we had this in a previous episode, like I'm going to mention it here again, and I did mention it to you yesterday. We had an episode with um some wonderful, you know, two members from the NHS marketing team, like hmm. the organ donor team. Um, the episode is about a little bit about the leave them certain campaign and it's just about having that conversation it's about sharing that story so like you said like from however many people that you know listen which we're all very grateful for even if one person takes that step forward to be like oh i heard the story about lewis actually and lewis you know he's you know he's actually got his own spot sport podcast hmm. and you know, some people just don't put two and two together and think oh if you're got health complications you can actually play you can actually represent england you can actually do these things and i think it's really important it's just sharing is caring as obvious as that you know that phrase is it is very much like just having that conversation continuing that conversation but yeah i think correct information out there yeah I'd, i'd say yeah that's why we always preface what we say with it's our opinion we're we're not saying it's incorrect information we're just saying it's our experience there we go that's a better word just to clarify
2: it's my opinion yeah it's It's my my,
0: opinion it's our experiences yeah it's (laughs) our experiences exactly but yeah no i think that nearly puts together kind of why you started your pod and i think we like you know i think it's safe to say we're friends now i don't know we've spoken to each other through zoom a few times (laughs) which is annoying yes yeah really he's thinking
1: I, I, Luke, I, he I isn't nodding, guys.
0: He's shaking his head. He's saying, "Yeah." He's actually trying <laughs> to hang up. But, it's um... another magic trick. He's he's replaced himself with another CGI head. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> it's a blow-up doll. It's a, what? <laughs> it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's Mike. And today we've got Mike with us. um But, but yeah, I think no, it's. I think we definitely share that same, like, the, sh- the shame. <laughs> we don't share no, the shame, we're hopefully. we're not shameful. We, of anything. we share the same um, thoughts with you in terms of just con- continue the conversation, keep it going. Yeah, definitely. realistically
2: um, yeah. yeah, so, as well. Like, uh, I, I don't know about you. I don't want to talk on any of you two's behalves. But I feel we make it quite obvious of, like, yeah, we're all trying to our patients here. So, that'll do. Carry on. Carry on playing cricket much better than us. Carry on being magician. Magician, <laughs> carry, on being, carry magician. on being a magician, much better than us. Me and Rubes will carry on eating,
0: <laughs> yeah, just and, breathing and drinking and, and breathing and, and eating and having and, a good function, you know, of pitches that we never thought we'd reach. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it. But chef's kiss. That's it, man. No, We're I think not- no, it's really good. It's really, really good. I think I did want to touch on one other thing actually with your kind of. So obviously you you did physiotherapy and stuff like that, but now you've taken a break. But Now you, you're thinking about going towards a different direction. I just wanted to speak a little bit about that because I think, from some of the you know some of the people that listen to us, I think it's quite interesting that we all choose fairly similar professions in some way, like kind of all working towards the service sector, like helping other people out. But let me, I'll let you speak first in terms of what what are you going to do with your life now, basically.
1: So I, through conversation with my doctors, it was decided that. It's probably best for me to withdraw from the physio course just because of the weak of the immune system that we've got and hmm. it, not just the physical risk of infections, but also the mental side for me of going into work every day thinking, right, I might catch this. I might catch that. If I go in this yeah. room, I could get this. If this person coughs, I might catch that and this could do whatever damage to me. But I enjoyed the rewarding side of helping people out, making improvements to their lives, but same with the coaching as well, I suppose. Seeing visible improvements, and I think not to speak for everyone, but I think, as you said, people tend to go into services. I think there's partly a point of wanting to give something back because we've all been helped in some way, whether that be a teacher who's taught you academic skills or just personal skills, Mm, maybe a better person. Um, if it's someone at a hospital, a nurse, doctor, physio, all the different roles there that have. Saved your life, improved your quality of life, yeah, uh, got you back to whatever you were doing before, it, all sorts. And then, I suppose, the other side, I know that money isn't everything, but with the lives that we've got, we could end up taking extended breaks from work 100% because of our health issues. And a lot of these services jobs, whether that be in healthcare, teaching, um. Emergency services, I suppose, in there as well. I don't know if anyone with a transplant is in there or not. I imagine there might be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There are, yeah. Couple, it's yeah. jobs that are always going to be available, and you've always this got something it, yeah. to go back to. It's a stable job. yes, yeah, unlike There acting. should always be a demand for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Unlike what me and Rubes do, yeah. (laughs) Unlike acting or being a Chelsea football manager. Yeah. Those are, you know, these are jobs that are... uh, Oh, this is coming from an Arsenal fan. (laughs) I think we just beat Chelsea, if you're not mistaken. We didn't deserve to, but we did. Um, So, you know, that's that. But yeah, no, I think it's really... I think it's really interesting. And there's nothing wrong with doing self-serving jobs. And you're right. It doesn't always come down to money, especially when we've had health situations. Money can't buy you health. We've been in situations where, you know... um, you you couldn't like it's not about money, it's about just feeling better again and all of that stuff. But it's really interesting how you made that point of, you know, we need to take time off. Um and we might through no fault of our own exactly. And yeah, I just think it was it was thank you, Lewis, for speaking about that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because I think it's important to show that, you know, we still do want like to pursue something outside of just, you know, having health issues. Obviously, no one wants to just be unwell all the time unless they sadly can't help it
1: yeah i suppose that thing of that you're always told um you control your illness don't let your illness control you
0: Mm. Mm. yeah so true and it's sometimes it is easier said than done like i know that i can try and use it as an excuse sometimes if i'm trying to get out of um (laughs) running more on a football pitch (laughs) uh (laughs) but i'll let that Guys, I I'm sorry. Do you, us too do you not heavy. Know? And then all of a sudden, I'm just goal hanging and I'm banging in a couple of goals. Yeah. But yeah.
2: Actually, you can't tackle me. You you um, actually, you're not allowed. I've Can... actually got four shin pads across my torso right
0: now. Um, so
2: many that I've got none on my shin. Yeah, so... that's it. So, yeah. Um, why is the ref eating a triple chocolate fudge cake? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Oh, it's just the red mate. Don't worry about. He's him. fine.
0: He's Get fine. Get a mouthful
2: with me. Watch what happened. I'm I'm going to take your kidney. Um, <laughs> watch the pitch <picture> I'll reach. <laughs>
0: Oh. I think that neatly sums up all of the things that you mentioned in this episode today. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Except for cycling shorts, but I'm trying to get that image out of my head. Same. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was the one that had to live with it. But yeah. Lewis, on that kind of wonderful note, yeah. do you have any final messages for your audience? Obviously, feel free to plug your podcast. We we will do it as well. Yeah. Um well we have done it, I guess. But yeah, is there anything you want to leave final messages for our audience? Any advice? I like what you do at the end of your podcast. Any advice to those? Um, And sorry, can I just say, actually, this is the first, uh, am I right in thinking this is Lewis's first podcast episode where he's being interviewed for once? Oh, yes,
1: it is.
0: Nowhere near as professionally as he does it himself.
1: I, I like this. I, yeah, I really like this approach. So do we. I like it, the
0: mate. I'm so glad because it would be really crap if we recorded for 46 minutes and you say, "Well, I haven't enjoyed this one bit," <laughs> I mean, and we're worse. still going to upload it. It so. could be like
2: our second attempt of recording with them.
0: It could be that almost would be like, embarrassing, like, mate. It, it could <laughs> almost be like we delayed this recording session by a week, by a week and 35 minutes. Yeah, but yeah. you're still such a lovable Damn. human being that you put up with us. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> weird if that had happened. That but, would be weird. Proceeding. So, <laughs> bless him. He's just smiling, thinking, he's "What are, smiling. are these guys ever going to stop talking? <laughs>
2: yeah, he's just currently right now thinking, what the hell have <laughs> I <signed laughs> up for? Final messages, like, mate. Give
0: us your final message. Give us your advice.
1: I mean, thank you for having me on as well, so far. it's not silly. I've loved <laughs> you it. And thank you, and you, I like this I like this three-person vibe. You, you can bounce off each other. I've had fun. <laughs> I've smiled all the way through. Yeah. On the, on the camera. Uh, other than the podcast side of... Uh, Transport to Take On Sport is available to listen to everywhere you might find a podcast mm-hmm. and it's on social media. Uh, if you search Transport to Take On Sport, you'll find it rather than going through the handles. Uh,
0: but No, 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 we'll do that then.
2: Yeah.
0: we we'll, is- like no, because I think I, I genuinely think you should like put it out there because like on Twitter, I didn't even realise it was on Twitter until when I think you posted something or something
1: was posted and then I was like, oh snap. So isn't it TT? uh twitter is at ttos pod there's a character limit on that which was a bit annoying ah. <laughs> um, instagram and facebook are both at transplants take on sport pod but in terms of final messages um... sorry i just
0: forced you to plug even though you were very reluctant to <laughs> so i just think it's worthy man i think yeah. you need to ah, do. It. anyway i'm gonna stop talking go for it
1: yeah in terms of final messages i would say something that's helped me a lot don't be afraid to ask questions whether that be to other people who've been through the same experiences as you have, we've I've asked you questions. You've been through it longer than me. Yeah. And other People have been in it longer than me and ask the, ask the medical team questions. They'll have heard everything before. Hmm. It doesn't really matter. If, if you think it's a silly question, it's probably not a silly question. I don't think there are any silly questions in this. No i silly question. And th- there will be an answer for it. And uh, I've, I've turned up before with, A list of questions. I've got an A4 piece of paper. It's been full of questions, and the consultant's been happy to answer them. And Mm. if it puts your mind at rest, like it has done with me, then go for it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think you're you're a wonderful example of someone who takes ownership over their health condition. And you know, like it's very rare that people, because it's very easy to just be told things from the doctor, and then you don't actually think about it. You just go through it. But it's really important for you to question. If there is a tablet that is making you, I don't know, for the sake of argument, itch or open your bowels a bit more frequently than you need to, then not speaking on personal experience, thankfully, I am okay. <laughs> so if you're if you're Ollie, then obviously Ollie would, you know, you ch- you check in with yeah. your doctor and you say, is this normal? Is this something that I have to go through? You know, this, that, and the other. And I think it's really important, like like Lewis has just mentioned, to just speak up. Really, just be open and honest about it.
2: Mm. I think that's fair to say. And like you said, no no questions too dumb. They've heard it a million times before. Yeah. They're more than happy to sit there and like because then the the mental health side comes in. Then it, where it's like you're looking after that by making sure you're not worrying about something dumb. You're you're actually getting those questions answered instead of sitting yeah. in the room or in my case the loo and just worrying. But yeah, yeah, no, good man.
1: No, I'm trying to think of something that I've asked that might be a bit on the on the stranger side, maybe sort of because like you see, do you have patient view for your bloods?
0: Yes. We do. Yes, yeah. I think it's amazing. It's a thing I think, of beauty. And I think recently, um, my last kind of phone appointment with my doctor, he's given me access. You can have access to all your medical letters as well now. Yeah. Which I didn't realize I just had to ask. Yeah, mate. Well, so, I've got to sort that out. That's it. So <laughs> with some of like, you know, acting work or stuff, or if I need to say, you know, this is my situation, duh, 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 it works. I just need to send them. I just need to literally print that off on photocopy and whatever and send them an email or a PDF, which just makes life a lot easier for people who want to be more independent with their kind of health stuff, check their creatinins, hmm. check their blood levels, check, make sure everything's okay. And... I probably
1: checked it too much to start with. And then that's where a lot of yeah. questions came from because you see like a change of, uh, like a, a couple in your creatinine or your, your EGFR yeah. mm-hmm. might drop by a couple. You might at first, especially in the first few weeks, mine went up a little bit uh, creatinine-wise and you go, oh, what does that mean? What, yeah, what's man. happening? Yeah. And you go into overdrive and you start worrying, but if you just, speak to the doctor phone them yeah they can can put your mind at rest like i've asked things like um if i do this is my creatinine going to go up if i use this resistance band or if i have my bloods taken after i play cricket like just sort of live live your life um but obviously if you do do a massive workout the day before your bloods, that might put the levels up a bit. Affect yeah. And, it, yeah. And They'll be able to notice that based on your other levels.
0: Yeah, I found like just as a general rule of thumb, just keep drinking water, keep yeah. taking your tablets. Those are the essentials. Don't go out the night before. Don't go out the night before. Uh, obviously, found that out. Yeah, and do early yeah. on in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found that out quite early yeah, as well. Uh, I think, I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting, and I think just. It, it might not be for everyone, but like I think you know, oh, I like we like using patient view. We like yeah. knowing we like knowing because sometimes it's that anxiety of not knowing. So you're waiting till yeah. when you get your call, and that's another day. That's another two days. Oh, yeah. So it's so, nice, but not everyone. You know, it also some people gives you can, a
2: bit more control doesn't it. 100%. Like you've got it on
0: your phone. You've got your creatinine coming through your
2: eGFR, and oh yeah, like exactly like you're saying. Like I've noticed in the past. Oh, hang on, my creatinine's gone up by thirty or forty, mm. and I haven't got a phone call yet. I'm just going to preempt that and I'm going to give them a call. So it's kind of that, that personal feeling of, okay, I did that. I I took control of that situation and I obviously, I didn't get it sorted myself. There was obviously more medication changing done by the consultant and nurses, but I still had that feeling of like,
0: (laughs) I just saved my ass. Yeah. Uh, And you saved yourself a trip as well. If you, and you think, Oh, you let things kind of, if you nip it in the bud, then it avoids, you know, Suddenly feeling some pain in your legs, or feeling yeah. some sort of pain where you're like out of breath, and then you're like you're going to be rushed to A and E, and so on and calves. so forth, or cramping calves. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, on that wonderful Beautiful. alliterative phrase, cramping calves. Yes, which uh, I don't know. It's kind of almost like we started there and we're ending there. Yeah, sure. If you want to go like Christopher Nolan-esque, yeah, yeah. that's quite cute. Yeah, we are um, the professional patients, <laughs> the inception and memento of the professional patients podcast. Um. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank, thank
2: you thank for dealing with us.
0: Thank you for no, up with us. I
2: think that's fair to say. Thank you for putting up with us. You've been a beauty of a. Uh, no, you're not the host. Guest. The guest. <laughs> you yeah. might as well. Yeah, he might as well be the host. I love that you were US. actually going to say host.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had that. Um, but, mate, listen, Lewis, it's been fantastic having you on, uh, being on your podcast today. Um, um, thank yeah. you <laughs> for taking over our podcast. Thank it's you been Fantastic.
2: It, um, he could have said, he, he's been magical. <sighs> And on that note,
0: let's
1: get magic.
0: Can we just, sorry, just before we cut off. I'm going to cut you you off. Cut (laughs) cut me off if you need to. But can we just say that we got Lewis to sing?
1: We did. I didn't expect that.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that. Watch. He's got quite a nice voice as well. What, Transplant Games, me and Lewis,
2: we're going to do karaoke. (laughs) I love it. feel like, just in case we get things thrown us, I'm going to wear my (laughs) fibreglass. Your fibreglass protector. Actual suit of (laughs) fibreglass. If anyone strokes me, they get in. Like little pricks of fiberglass oh, in them. It's gosh. gonna be fantastic.
1: We'll have a chocolate fudge cake after as well. Oh, oh he's done it! Oh, he's, he's done, done it.
2: it! He's made my jeans tight. <laughs> the that was magical. And on that note, <laughs> wonderful. We're gonna we're gonna love and leave you. Do little peace out. Thank Mark, you.